We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show trade deadline just two days away now, and we've got a ton to dive into. I'm Trevor Lane, joined by Kate Smith. Kate, it's silly season. There's all kinds of stuff going on right now. Plenty of things to discuss. Um, I guess let's just dive right in because I think we're going to wind up in this place anyway. Kevin Durant. His name's getting thrown around a ton in, in tweets from, particularly from Woj. But the bottom line is that the Nets are, are doesn't look like they're going to trade Kevin Durant before the trade deadline or anything like that's going to happen. Correct? That's what it sounds like. All reports are teams are being told we're not ready to move on Durant. I think the Nets would need at this point for Durant to say trade me. Um, yeah. And even then, we we saw that worked out over the summer. Uh, so so we'll, we'll we'll see. I also just realized I'm wearing a pullover over another gray T-shirt. I did shower and change my clothes. It's just a different gray T-shirt than yesterday. So <laughs> I have left this chair in this room in the last 24 hours or so. <laughs> Probably not often, though. But that's the way it is. Yeah, not, not it would be totally. Yeah, if this I, was if it was August then maybe we'd have a, an, an issue here, Keith. But right now, trade deadline, we're all sleeping on, in our office like the guy, like the uh, the coach from draft day and, and all of that there kind of stuff. That, that's what's happening right I, now. I would like to say I'll be like like all like, like long beard and everything <laughs> by the end of the trade deadline, but I can't really grow facial hair. So it, it, this is about as much as you're going to get, maybe slightly scruffier. But yeah, I, I just noticed that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a great look. It looks like I haven't left this room in a couple days but <laughs> I, understandable. Did, I promise <laughs> understandable um now kevin durant uh, apparently was you know was a little bit upset when he heard the news that kyrie irving had requested a trade but yeah. we're not really sure if he was upset that kyrie had requested a trade or if he was <laughs> upset with the nets or or who he was upset with but he was upset at, at some point at some point yeah, it's it's very unclear. Brian Windhorse of ESPN had that report of you know Kevin Durant was not happy, and it's like, but what was he like? It was unclear. Is he mad at Kyrie? Is he mad at the Nets? Is he you know mad at the world? I don't know. Uh, Kevin Durant generally doesn't shy away from speaking for himself. Uh, he's you know very known to hop on Twitter and you know clarify things if need be, and you know share stuff. But my guess is right now he's probably a little bit in the all right, what are we doing here mode with the Nets? And, and we'll see in the net, Nets are, it's not big moves, but they're making other moves today mm-hmm. too. And in other stuff, it looks like they're maybe gearing up to clear some roster spots and some, some other things down the line. So they're, they're not done yet, right? We're, we're two days out from the deadline or so, a little bit less now. And they're, they're still working. 
Yeah, so um, forgive me if I don't hit the breaking trade button or anything <laughs> like that, but yeah, this, uh, Kessler, Kessler Edwards heading to Sacramento may wind up in the G League there, it sounded like. What, what's the story here? What's the reason for this? Yeah, from the net side, my guess is this is just saving a little bit of tax money and clearing a roster spot. So this is, you see these kind of moves very often. Uh, Boston made one, but it was before the contract guarantee uh, deadline where they traded Noah Vonley on this. Now all contracts are guaranteed, but this is just the Nets and Kings getting together. My guess is the reports are they're sending the Kings cash, probably enough to cover Edward's salary for this year. But if you're the Kings, take a little flyer on them, see what it looks like. You, it mm-hmm. sounds like they're going to send them to Stockton of the G League where he'll probably play. There's there's really not a spot for him in Sacramento's rotation right now, but, but why not? And if it doesn't work out, they can waive him just as easily as the Nets could have. So, so this is, you know, kind of good work from the Kings. They'll send back, uh, uh, our buddy Eric Pincus's favorite term and nothing, something, yep. uh, which will be top 55 protected second draft rights to a guy who's probably never coming to the NBA or something like that. And, you know, fairly minor trade, but on the Nets side, you know, we'll, we'll see, let's see what they turn that roster spot into, whether it's through another trade here in the next couple of days, or whether it's through a, uh, you know, buyout or something like that. Um, Another earth-shattering trade that that went down today. Uh, again, this is what you think of. Hold on, I got to go back to the Kessler Edwards one. Real oh yeah, quick. absolutely hilarious that the tweet was the Sacramento Kings are trading for Brooklyn Nets forward, and it starts with Ke. Like I, oh I, yeah, my, my tweet on it was. Um, hold on, let me find it so I can read it. It was, uh, you know. The first 15 words of this tweet are pretty high on the list of the most exciting moments in Kings basketball since the last playoff appearance. Because it was like, holy crap, what is happening now? So yeah, so there, wow. there we are. Yeah, that that was it was one of those ones that can give everybody a little skill. Like, mm-hmm. like we're all at that point right now where I'm, you're doing the same thing I am. Every time my phone notifications go off, I'm jumping, like expecting <laughs> and, and you read the first few words and you're like, <gasps> and then now it's and then next thing you know, it's yeah. um it's Saban Lee is is staying with the Suns or something like <laughs> that. Apologies Lee. to Saban Lee. Hey, NBA front office show legend. That's right. That's right. Uh, another earth shattering trade: Dwayne Denman to the Spurs. Uh, what's what's going on here? What is what is San? I, I, I'm seeing now that Dwayne Denman may not even stay with the San Antonio Spurs. This is just the Spurs using the fact that they are below the salary floor to yep. absorb a contract here. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Spurs Spurs have an open roster spot. Bring in Deadman into that spot. They'll probably waive him, probably won't even require him to report. They're going to get a little closer to the salary floor. They'll get something minor from Miami in return for doing so. It sounds like they're getting a second-round pick. Uh, and the Heat save a ton of money. They This was $4.7 million. This gets them uh, well south of the uh, – Luxury tax, so over five million uh, short of that now. So, so the the Spurs are in a good spot, or excuse me, the Heat rather are in a good spot to, if they want to do something else, right? If they they want to add a player, uh, it was very uh, likely they were going to at some point convert Orlando Robinson uh, from his two way deal to a standard deal. He'd been been their backup center for uh, the last few weeks until he broke his thumb. Uh, so yeah, so we're in a spot with with the uh, Heat where it is, you know, let's get a uh, let's let's move on from a guy who's completely out of the rotation. And the other day, I mean, it's not the other day; it's close to a month ago now when he threw the uh, Theragun uh, force sponsor, right, of a front office show, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, indeed, indeed. Back in the day. You should um, never throw, throw a Theragun. 
no, no bad news. Uh, we have one too, and we they're, use they're it expensive. pretty regularly. Yeah, they're they're nice. It's uh, mm-hmm. it was yeah, that was, that was a Christmas present. But anyway, um, when he threw the third gun on the floor, it was like, all right, he's he's not sticking around here anymore much longer. Like the Heat are yeah. one of those organizations not going to put up with that. So see you later, Dwayne Deadman, and uh, Miami's got a little bit of flexibility now to do some stuff here in the next couple of days or down the line with conversions and the like. So we'll we'll see what they do. Yeah, solid business there by the Miami Heat. Uh, a little more interesting here, the Knicks and the Jazz potentially looking at a trade to land uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, who have come up with a lot of conversations, potentially in New York. Uh, what are the Knicks doing to incentivize the Jazz to send over? I mean, Malik Beasley is one of the top guys in the NBA right now in terms of three-pointers made. Jared Vanderbilt is an interesting young big. Uh, what's coming back from New York? Yeah, it sounds like this is one where this is probably why it's not getting done is the Jazz would have to take on Evan Fournier's contract. Uh, they're also going to get Obi Toppin in this deal, who I would love. And let me rephrase, in this proposed rumored deal, because this is not a real thing. Um, let's be clear about that. So I I think, um, you know, if they got Obi Toppin, that'd be a great get for them. But that's not enough alone to offset having to take on Fournier's contract. So, so it sounds like there's draft pick compensation. This is one sounds like there was probably some discussion they couldn't agree to. How do we ultimately balance this? And that's why this trade didn't ultimately happen. Or, But it's one of those things where this is probably one for the Jazz. Throw it on the pile and mm-hmm. we'll come back to it if we need to sometime in the next uh, day or two. Yeah. Yeah. This is a file it away. And if, you know, the Jazz are looking at options, the Knicks are looking at options, some things don't work out, they may re-engage on something, mm-hmm. something like this. But obviously nothing, nothing brewing there just yet. Uh, as of right now, I just, I just, I just said everyone wants OG Ananobi. Um, OG Ananobi and, and Boyan Bogdanovich right now. Um, everybody wants these guys. Everybody looking for, for help on the wings. But uh, you were, we were joking before the show that that's literally the headline is like, what like a third of yeah, the league is in yeah. the mix for OG and Anobi. Yeah, I'll read them off real quick. Pelicans, Grizzlies, Knicks, Pacers, Blazers, Lakers, Suns, Nets. So, I mean, yeah, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Full, full, full quarter of the NBA, uh, basically there. So, I mean, I get it, right? He's a good player. He's, you know, sure. can do a lot of different things, fulfill a lot of different roles. All of those teams would be interesting for him. You know what? You know, put, you know, go and see. I, I I got this feeling he may get traded. Like it just seems like Toronto could really miss out on a pretty good opportunity here to get a bunch of picks and a bunch of stuff if they don't do this deal. But yeah. I, I don't know. It just you know, it sounds like uh, you know Toronto's really continues to be the and a fulcrum here to the entire trade deadline. And OG Ananobi's a big part of that. Do you really think that they don't that they already? I mean, here we are. It's Tuesday. We're 48 hours away from the trade deadline, a little bit less than that now. Do you really think that they still aren't sure whether or not they're going to be a seller or a buyer? No, I I think they know now, and my guess is it's we'll sell if you meet our asking prices. And if not, then... You know, we'll we'll hang on to some guys and we'll figure it out in the summertime. That that's just my guess on this one is, but I don't think, especially for Ananobi, who's still under contract, Pascal Siakam, big part of their their team. There's no real pressure for them to move those guys. Van Vliet and Trent, that could be slightly different because those guys could be free agents this summer. So maybe mm-hmm. that one there's a little more pressure. But yeah, my guess is continue to ask for a big you know, big return. 
on guys like Ananobi and Siakam and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what they can ultimately, ultimately get. I mean, we've heard potentially three first round picks for Ananobi. Who knows where it ultimately winds up um, and what happens. Uh, the Miami Heat are reportedly open to trading Kyle Lowry. Is anyone in the market for Kyle Lowry? Maybe, I, I've, maybe I am overly negative on, on Kyle Lowry, Keith, but I just look at next year, $30 million for Kyle Lowry. I just I can't imagine teams are jumping to, to be the team to pay that. Yeah, this is what happens with small guards. They can fall and fall off hard. And Kyle Lowry this year is 12 points per game. 5.3 assists, uh, 4.3 rebounds, but his shooting has just fallen off the planet. He's under 40% overall. He's at 33% from three. Doesn't really get to the line anymore. Only 2.7 free throw attempts per game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's just kind of one of those things now where it's like, yeah, is that, you know, dude, dude, if that continues to fall, like you said, 30 million for next season, that feels like a move. If you're the Clippers and it's like, Hey, it doesn't matter. We can, who cares what he's making Yeah, right. Like for us? Like, and he's an upgrade. Let's go. But you know, for now, we'll, 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 I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't know that anything happens here. I think Miami would like it if it did, but I, I don't think it's going to. Yeah, yeah, agreed. agreed. And he uh, just announced he's out for three more uh, games, that. too, with knee soreness. So that's, you know, whether that's knee soreness or, quotes, knee soreness. Knee soreness, like, right. We'll see. Uh, trade deadline-itis, perhaps. Yeah, could right. Be, could yeah, be something like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, along the same line of thinking here, the Mavs are willing to trade JaVale McGee. Uh, JaVale, I mean, he's got two more years under contract. The Mavs just signed him this past summer thinking he was going to be their starter. Hasn't happened. He was, he's a good, a good center, but he, a lot of his game was based on athleticism. Now he's 34. That's going to start dropping off. I, he's not a $30 million contract or anything, but still might be difficult finding a taker for JaVale McGee when he's got multiple years left under contract. Yeah, it's not that you're ever sitting around, uh, you know, with a voodoo doll and hoping for injuries or anything for other teams. But where your hope is that somebody loses a key center and it's like, hey, yeah. you want Javale McGee, and uh, you can move that way. I just, I think this is one where it's, 
a team must would need really, really need a center. That still remains one of the more confusing contracts. Uh, just the, the length of it, like who who are you bidding against for JaVale mm-hmm. McGee? Like just a weird weird deal all around for the Mavericks. Like that that one it makes sense over the summer. It makes even less sense now. And he, he doesn't even play anymore. Even in these last few weeks, when like Chris Wood's been out and some other guys, like McGee's not even getting on the floor then. So that's and Maxi Kleba too, who plays center yeah, for them a lot. I mean you for a long time. Yeah. If he's not playing right now, and Maxi Kleba is going to be coming back, I think we saw it today uh, post All Star break. Mm-hmm. With, he's he's never getting on the floor. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's, happening. yeah, yeah. This is my. I wonder if that's uh, hey, we'll put McGee in, and that becomes a bigger trade, and like he becomes mm-hmm. like the last piece of salary matching in a bigger trade or something. Sure, something like we've heard Tim Hardaway Jr. could potentially be yeah. a player they've looked at. So maybe you combine the two or something, and then yep. you know. Yeah, we need we needed you know four million to get over the hump on salary matching. We throw JaVale McGee in and move along. Right. Yep. Could be something like that. Uh speaking of guys who aren't playing, Kevin Love is now out of the Cavs rotation, which is interesting because he is, I believe, 29 million off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh an expiring contract. Uh, it's not one we've talked about a lot, but that could be interesting on the trade market for a guy who who if he was still being still acting as that kind of scorer off the bench for them and, and coming in and doing things for them. Maybe we'd look at this differently, but he would be an interesting piece to, to trade to somebody in a, a fairly big move for the Cavs. Yeah. This is one where, you know, some highly paid wing came available. Yeah. The Cavs could, you know, that that's your big salary match. Cause their challenge for Cleveland is that they don't have any tradable uh, picks left right they, they've, they've sent them all away to utah now i think that the issue with love is he's kind of like the big version of kyle lowry 8.5 points per game 6.8 rebounds that all sounds pretty good especially in only 20 minutes a night but he's shooting 39 percent from the field overall he's shooting 35 percent from three so it's all kind of falling off enough where you start looking at it and saying uh, that's kind of tough. Like, I, I just yeah. don't know that, that that's, you know, something teams are jumping at. Now the Cavs have basically kind of said like he's out of the rotation for now because we need to get Dean Wade more minutes and that's, you know, where we're going. And I think the Cavs are also going to be very, very careful to not get caught without another big um, available if they had injuries because that really hurt them last season. Um, they had so many injuries down the stretch, which dropped them into the play-in tournament, which ultimately helped cost them a shot at the playoffs. So I think in this case, it's they probably hang on to him. I don't know that a buyout is coming. If there's a buyout, they'll be a very active, like teams will be jumping to try to add Kevin Love as a fourth or fifth big off their bench. Um, I think Boston would probably be all over trying to get him if they could. Um, but I don't I don't think that's where this is gonna go. It's just at least interesting enough that he's out of the rotation and it kind of raises an eyebrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Anytime a veteran guy falls out of the rotation this week. Just something to, something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Matt Ishbia officially taking over as the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. And he has promised that they're going to be aggressive on the market. They're actively involved in a lot of things. And look, usually whether it's a, a general manager, whether it's a coach, whether it's a, an owner on even a, a bigger scale here, Somebody new coming into a position of power, typically what they want to do is they want to start changing things, right? They want to start start putting their their stamp on, on things. And so that makes me that much more interested in what the Suns could do here. Uh, Woj has mentioned them a few times today in connection to Kevin Durant, but while also saying Kevin Durant, the Nets aren't going to trade him. But 
maybe that pops up again in the summer. But in any event, it sounds like I, it, the Suns, beyond just a Jay Crowder move, I wonder if there's something else that's out there for them that they're going to be pursuing now that they've got a new owner in place. Yeah, we know they reportedly offered Chris Paul for Kyrie right. Irving. So that's something kind of different and interesting that's out there, I think. I do think if I was a Suns fan, I would be beyond ecstatic. I mean, you are anyway, because you get rid of Robert Sarver and now you have Matt Ishbia. But like everything he said, like like repeatedly, either directly today or uh, through other people like reporting off his line of thinking is, hey, we'll add money, we'll, we'll go after guys and all this stuff. That's very, very different from where the Suns generally operate at this time of year. So that's pretty huge. So I, th- I think that's uh, you know, really, really good news for Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, and then so that makes them, I think, a team to watch here at the trade deadline. Uh, again, we are planning on going live on deadline day. Uh, we'll see ultimately what you know what comes about, but we'll be here breaking down everything, and and we'll we'll figure out do we want to go live an hour before or something like it'll mm-hmm. be a bit before the trade deadline. We'll we'll go live. We'll be with you all the way up through because you do get some trades that go down. Not everything goes down right at the buzzer or anything like that. It breaks Woj, which happened years ago. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff does go down like that morning. So yeah, we'll if it's like last before. year and there's stuff that had a lot that happens earlier in the day, we'll probably go live a little earlier to break yep. those down. But yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun on deadline day. Yeah, so make sure that if you if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on notifications. That way you get notified as soon as we go live. We're going to break down everything as it comes through. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get an exciting and busy trade deadline day. Once again, make sure you are subscribing. Don't forget to follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. It's going to do it for today. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.